The Movie Hour, episode 97, August 26, 2010. Spoiler alert, the following hour programming may contain both movie plots and swearing. Good evening all and welcome to our beloved show, the Elizabeth Shoes All That Movie Hour. I'm Greg Maloney and it's good to be back in the Gunga Pit Studios with our punctuality winner, my brother James. Welcome to the party, man. I still want the perfect attendance, man. Uh, it's I'm sorry. Perfect attendance goes to Frank and he actually got fired last week, but still. See? I'm ahead. <laughs> I'm ahead. One episode. <laughs> I, I am <laughs> Well, he was supposed to put out a podcast while we were gone last week. He was actually supposed to put it up, but it didn't happen, so we had to let him go. But he still he still was the award, like he was the award winner for attendance so maybe maybe later maybe next month because that's when we you know dot our eyes cross our t's and see where people fall but out of the program find out I want that reward <laughs> right oh <laughs> uh, I don't want hell I want steel uh, you know yeah yeah fantastic movies and by the way Elizabeth Shue perfect choice for the title by the way James. make it a I comeback love, I love Elizabeth Shue she can. She can hang out with me anytime. And, yeah, she, oh, Prana 3D, anybody? Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but definitely by this weekend. I'll check it out. I've been I, seeing trailers for a movie she's in called Don McKay as well. Don McKay? Where she seduces Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah. yeah so. I'll, I'll, I'll sign up for that. No problem. Elizabeth Shue, you're the best. Um, it, we should mention, last week, we, we definitely did not get a podcast out. You probably noticed that. We sort of warned... Warned about it two weeks ago. We were uh, sort of going to lay low in a resort for a little while. Uh, James, myself, Jeff, the whole crew were there. Um, we did not end up getting Billy the intern and a lot of the other interns there. Sorry, budgets. Budget's a problem, but you know it's okay. It's okay. They'll, they, they're they okay with it. Hope you guys were okay with it. Sorry we couldn't make it to, to say hi. It was good to have some downtime. It really was. It really was. Like We got away from a lot of the stress from being uh, celebrities. It's It's... It's a uh, perk. Not all of it. While. Yeah, not all of it. There was a very, very uh, unfor- unforeseen circumstance where uh, one of our Fanatic fans of the show, Be Sicta, actually followed us up there. Very irritating. Um, but what can I say? People love us, and we love you guys. We love you guys. As public figures, you just, I mean, we have to learn to deal with the paparazzi <laughs> and all the Fanatic fans. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um Jeff is not here today, as you may have may have noticed. And we imagine that. Imagine that. I am uh, having a drink in memoriam of Jeff, so Jim doesn't have to do anything. Thank un- God, uncouth. Uh, but yeah, Jeff is actually gone. He's sort of finding his spirit animal in the Canadian wilderness or something somewhere. Uh, but he'll be back in business. I think next week he's actually going to be. He's our traveler. He's going to be to uh, New York to lock down some contracts, but. Yeah, he'll be back. Don't worry, people. He'll be back, um, and we're going to have a little He's like a little Al Franken stuff. from SNL. What happened to Al Franken? He'll be back? No, he just goes off on location and reports. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Uh, a very old SNL joke. Yeah, sorry. Right? <laughs> That's for older viewers. Younger people, skip ahead. Skip ahead. Al Franken's now a senator. Yeah, so. that's how old that joke is. Yeah, no problem. Not a problem, Jim. We're, you're cool. It's cool. You're my brother, and you got the Punctuality Award. And you're here to talk about the Holly Hunters Highwood Hoopla with me, which makes you special. It's another brother episode. Holly Hunters Highwood Brother Hoopla is what the episode is. <laughs> or, or Hoopla. 
time is. Uh, first on the topic, which this is my number one here, so I wanted to talk about it. As you may all know, Tim Burton is working on a remake of the Adams Family series. I don't think we've talked about that before because it doesn't doesn't really it's not very newsworthy. But yeah, he's working on it, producing, directing. And he's teamed up with some familiar writers from his Ed Wood movies, but we all really don't care about that. Actually, I just wanted to talk about Tim Burton. And I think I'm I'm at a crossroads with him. I think How so? Like you know, Tim Burton, him and I used to be big friends. You know, we talked a lot. Um, he did some really nice production stuff and some directing stuff. Edward Scissorhands, big time. Batman Forever produced that. Obviously a huge fan. <laughs> uh, getting more serious. Batman Forever? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't know that? No. Oh, God. Yeah. I thought yeah. he washed his hands after the second one. Right. He, he produced and directed the second one, but um, apparently he couldn't get completely away. When, when, he, when you see Batman Forever in script form, you got to sign on. Like, I don't know how you don't. So, um, but you know, like big fish fan of Batman fan of, but, and even like some of his producing stuff, like uh nine corpse bride. And I think he actually directed corpse bride too. Yeah, he did. Um, I liked this whole remaking Adam's family is completely stupid. He's making a game coming to theaters, monster apocalypse, which I don't, James, have you heard of, heard about this yet or no? Um, no, no. We, more ridiculousness. Is it anything like Geppetto? He's funny. Very funny. Geppetto's an inside joke. Um, Frankenweenie, which he's he's bringing back producing it, which was one of his old movies. Like So he's sort of pulling an Evil Dead 2 kind of thing. Uh, I think this is more like 16 years later, but still. And I, I still haven't seen Alice in Wonderland. I need to. But Charlie and the Chocolate Factory totally turned me off. And now, like, I think he's done, man. I think he's just... He's falling off the cliff. I can't save him. He's just, uh, he's lost it. I, I don't know what to say. I, I've got no problem with him except for the remakes. He's just got to stop doing remakes. I don't, like, I mean, Alice in Wonderland was new at least. You know, it's just a, kind of a sequel type thing. And I liked it. It was a good movie. But, I mean, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I don't know many people who actually like that movie. Adam's right. Family sounds like a horrible idea. I agree. But,. I don't know. I mean, he's Mr. Fantasy guy for me, and that's fine. That's his shtick. I'm fine with him doing it over and over again. I'll go see him when I like that kind of stuff, when I'm in the mood for that kind of stuff. So I've got no problem with him. Um, but, yeah, the the remake stuff, yeah, never sounds like a good idea. By the way, I and here's here's my vote. No more directing. Just move to producing. He's has a way better record producing. Did you know he produced Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Jim? Did you know that? Uh, did, you know did you know he directed Pee-wee's Big Adventure? <laughs> oh, shit, I didn't. <laughs> Son of a bitch, he directed it? Yeah. Okay. All right, never mind then. Never mind. Stress that. I didn't say that. Edit that out, Billy. You're in charge. Um, Maybe you meant but, Cabin yeah. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another great movie. Another fantastic movie. Um, yeah, I don't, like, I do, I love the guy, but... I, I don't know who's handing him these projects. It, maybe it's him. Maybe he's just lost it. But and like I think the the Maleficent. Like I, don't, I never can pronounce the name Maleficent. 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 The, the evil yeah. chick from Sleeping Beauty. Evil chick from Sleeping Beauty. That's also going to be on his docket. And oh, okay. I think. And I think that would be cool. But again, I I don't know if he's directing it or not. But I just think he needs to get back into some original works here. You know. Yeah, I agree. You know, like, He's got some decent writing talent too. Like maybe you should go like uh, Planet of the Apes isn't exactly in his top notch situations, but uh, I'm sure Beetlejuice best movie ever. Yes, that um, is a goodie. 
come on, come on, man. Tim Burton, pull together. I know you're like married to Helena Bonham Carter. That's cool. I'm down with that. But I don't know, man. I just I think I think we need to look out for him. And if there's any fans of Tim Burton out there, uh, let me know what he's doing because it's sort of bothering yeah, me. He still has a lot of slack with me. I'll let, I'll let him screw around for quite a bit longer before I get upset with him. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye, close eye. Uh, next topic on the Hollywood Hunters Hollywood Hoopla: Avatar is returning to IMAX theaters this weekend with extra footage. Will we find James at the theaters? Another 16 minutes for another $16? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You you saw it the first time around, right? I did, and I enjoyed the movie, but I'm not paying another IMAX fee and all this other crap just to go see the movie that has 16 more minutes like six months after it was released the first time around. Just like it's glue gonna, it the very gonna, first time and be done with it. It's going to have alien sex in it, Jim. That's fine. It's going to alien are you, is this, is George Lucas, is this like a George Lucas thing? Like you're, you're sick of it coming back in some new form and. Yeah, um, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Except, you know, I don't, <laughs> you've I mean, been, you've been burned. Yeah, he, he didn't say he wasn't going to release the film with 60 more minutes, but yeah, it's a little cheesy to do it the same year that you released the movie to begin with. Just right. like, just include the shit the first time. <laughs> I don't really care about Avatar. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> This is the more important thing. Box office numbers from the weekend. We should have brought this up before. Um, shouldn't shock anybody that The Expendables was on top for two weeks, except for us two weeks ago, because I'm pretty sure that all of us agreed that Scott Pilgrim vs. the World was going to be on top when we had left. I think that was where we ended up on. And uh, For some reason, yeah. I want to say we all picked a different movie. No, no. I think I think we all said Scott Pilgrim would be on top, and then this would be, like, somebody would have said E. Pray Love would be next, or... Whatnot. Turns out Scott Pilgrim tanked. Yeah, horribly. <laughs> yeah, and the Expendables ended up actually taking number one with E. Pray Love on second. And uh, yeah, I, I saw the Expendables. I was part of that weekend. And uh, Jim, you saw E. Pray Love, so we'll actually get to that in a minute. But um, yeah, I guess you haven't seen the Expendables, so we can't talk about that. But was there any any surprises that the next weekend we've got a lot of movie releases? Piranha 3D again, which I'm going to go see because it's going to be completely awesome. Uh, the switch didn't open the, very well. No, no. Well, six spot. That. Yeah, the switch uh, is the Jason Bateman, Jennifer Aniston vehicle. The new Nanny McPhee, which is going to make billions no yeah. matter what happens, even though it didn't top out. And then uh, the lottery ticket, which is another very silly, like I don't know what. Uh, to the other three. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. And then that's Vampire true. Suck somehow got second spot. <laughs> yeah, the parody of the. Twilight series. Yeah. So I guess were there any were there any surprises that the Expendables beat all those out? Um, I, I must admit I am a little surprised that Expendables is still going strong. I didn't expect like one weekend was a little surprising to me. Two weekends in a row is fairly surprising to me. I figured a new movie would be ahead of it. I didn't think it would have the legs to survive two weekends. You thought people were going to show up and said, "Yep, it sucks like I thought it would," yeah. <laughs> and just tell everybody. Yeah. Uh, people would go see the Switch or Piranha 3D or something, but I mean those didn't even make the top five. So, right? Yeah, I'm Piranha, a surprise. Piranha 3D is going to be awesome. I can't wait to go. Apparently, I had actually heard a story from a friend of mine. A family took like their I don't know nine or ten year old son to go see Piranha 3D. Like, what are you thinking? Really? Yeah, people have like, no concept of what to do with their kids. <laughs> I learned that when I was in Vegas just recently. Just kids everywhere. It's like, what the hell are you thinking? Bringing a kid to Vegas. 
We should be parents, Jim. We should be parents, and we'll have our own kids, and yeah. then we'll tell them what to do. And we'll we'll raise our kids right, unlike these morons. Seriously. <laughs> Whatever. Um, yeah, anyhow, The Expendables, awesome, completely dope. We'll get to that. Um, we'll go on to our movie reviews. That's it for the Hollywood Hoopla. James, we'll, uh, you're the only one here other than me, so we'll start with you. Uh, great. Uh, like you said, I did see Eat, Pray, Love. Uh, it's in theaters now. Um, it's a very popular novel, I guess. I, I don't read, so I, I'll let you, you know, <laughs> comment on that when it gets back, I guess. Um, it's written and directed by Ryan Murphy, who's uh, kind of heading up that whole Glee TV show and that uh, roller coaster of fame that that's riding right now. So he, he's got a lot of uh, steam behind him right now. Doing well. Um, the story itself is about a uh, woman named Liz Gilbert. Uh, she's a writer who pretty much just decides that she doesn't like her life, and she the whole movie's about her setting out to go change it. Um, she's usually like her. She's usually defined by being the wife or the girlfriend. She's never just herself. She's having an identity crisis basically. So she decides to take a year off to travel, and she goes to three places. She goes to Italy then to India, then to Bali. And that's kind of where the title of the book comes in. Um, she first goes to Italy, which is represented by Eat. Um, the, um, the whole experience there for her is just learning to love life again, you know, experiencing pleasure, um, a little bit of girl empowerment by, like, okay, let's not worry about being skinny and just eat whatever the hell we want. Um, it's actually a pretty fun portion of the movie. Um, the next portion, India, uh, represented by the word prey. Um, she decides to go to India because of um, she was just in a relationship with her ex-boyfriend who kind of got her into the whole spiritualism type thing. And I forget the name, like the actual proper term, but her his guru's temple is in India. So she decides, okay, mm. well, I'm going to go there and, you know, hang out with these people and stuff like that. Um, the weird part about it, like it, it's strange because <laughs> it's, it's bizarre. Cause they put her in there and she becomes instantly distraught about her past relationships. Um, and Julia Roberts plays Liz Gilbert and she does a great job. I always, I've always liked her. She always makes her characters feel real to me. Um, but her character kind of comes off as a little cold in this because she has an ex-husband, Billy Crudup, and an ex-boyfriend who she kind of hooked up with after the marriage, uh, played by James Franco. Um, yeah, baby. And in both of those relationships, what they've showed in the movie, she's very, she, I don't know, she didn't want to be there. She didn't, you know, she didn't care about the relationship. So when I see her in India and she's distraught about these relationships, I ask myself, why is it so hard to get over these things? It didn't seem like she wanted to be there to begin with. So they didn't ha they didn't do a very good job of setting that part up i don't think and showing cuz i mean i'm sure to the character it's a lot more meaningful but to me as a viewer and not reading the book it just seemed like okay you wanted nothing to do with them so why are you worrying about it so much um the india portion of the movie did uh introduce me to, or introduce the uh audience to a character played by richard jenkins uh, a texan from um america obviously and uh, he has <laughs> he's, he's actually got some uh, personality and um, he, he comes off a little grating to her at first, but then they become close cause he kind of helps her get around, you know, through her, her tough times. And he's actually got a lot more serious problems that he's trying to get through, which even accents the fact that her, okay, I'm getting over these relationships. I don't care about it. Even accents that even more. So that part of the movie kind of bugged me. 
She doesn't care about anyone else's feelings. Julia Roberts, you bitch. <laughs> no, I mean, she cared about people, but just not those two people that she needed to get over. So I, I didn't really understand. And then plus, I don't know why she decided to go to her ex-boyfriend's guru's temple when obviously this is an issue for her <laughs> that she's trying to get right. over and why go there. So, yeah, the whole India portion of it didn't make sense to me whatsoever. Um, Bali, the last stage being represented by the word love, uh, it's kind of like her at peace, her, you know, finding balance in her life. And towards the end of the movie, she's at peace, but she meets someone, uh, played by Javier Bardem, and she doesn't know whether or not she wants to let this new love in because it might disrupt that peace and, you know, yada, 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 you know. End up with cliches and that is, kind of stuff. Is there a spoiler you wanna you wanna say before no. you uh, nope, go nope. on? Um, no, that's as far as I'm going with the with the plot. Um, overall, it's a little underwhelming. Um, I mean, some of the parts were kind of fun, um, but it's not the stop the presses, soul searching movie that the book is made out to be. So I don't know if it, the movie failed or if I would have felt the same way about the book or what. I I liked it, but I definitely didn't need to see it in theaters. Overall, it's just kind of like you're finding your identity type of film, kind of like a like a slacker grunge film from the '90s or something, but for right. like a middle aged person, <laughs> which is cool. Like, I, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I like the did movie. You walk away, did you walk away thinking like, all right, I'm going to turn my life around, like Julia Roberts did? Um, I was not inspired to do that. No, I was just kind of like, okay, she did her thing, and and it's funny because I saw this parent or saw this movie with my parents, and they brought up kind of an interesting point. I mean, all she did was go through a divorce and break up with a boyfriend. People do that every day, and this was just her way of dealing with it, and she happened to go to some exotic countries because she could afford it and afford to take the time off, so it made it a story, so that even added a little bit to the underwhelmingness of it. Like, okay, yeah, everyone handles this every day. Why did you make it such a big deal about it type of thing? So, this, so not that Julia Roberts is an asshole, but uh, to mention the Elizabeth Gilbert character, this is a memoir. This is Yeah, this, this is supposedly about yeah. her life. Right, and right. So really, she's a bitch. She is, or they didn't do a good job of bringing the book to the screen to right. a new person like myself. I mean, she seemed like a cool person, but she just didn't seem that involved in the relationships to be distraught about them to me. Right. And to give Elizabeth Gilbert a little more props, she actually went to TED Talks, which TED Talks, by the way, if you don't know what those are, look them up, Google TED Talks. They're awesome. Completely, probably, I don't know. On an awesome scale, I'd give him a 9.2 out of 10. I think that'd be... Do you know what TED Talks are? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, boy. You're going to have to go look him up. Everyone, TED Talks, look him up. Anyhow, she went on TED Talks and talked about her experience, apparently. But, uh, yeah, that's sort of upsetting. So, Julia Roberts still had her charm, though. There was yeah, Julia like, I think she might get nominated for this role. I thought she did a good job. I just don't think her role was that forgiving. I, like, I don't know. They, they didn't make her come across that well. And I think Richard Jenkins has a chance to get nominated because his character is actually pretty good. Richard like, Jenkins is popping up all over the place. Yeah. Burn I, liked him, reading, there was one... I liked him better oh, than his nominated role from uh, The Visitor that I saw that I reviewed yep. earlier this year. Fantastic. Fantastic. I uh, I don't know. I think uh, I think I should maybe should go see this movie. Billy Crudup. You're a Billy Crudup fan, right? I like Billy Crudup. And he did a pretty good job. And it was funny because a couple of scenes, they have some flashbacks to her relationship that they didn't show you before. And there you feel a little bit better about, like, okay, she is struggling with this. But by then, like, I don't know, it was too late because it's just like, okay, why is she here, blah, blah, blah. It's not until the very end that we're, they're remembering some stuff and just like, oh, well, you could have showed me that before and I would have cared, right. you know? Hmm. So, so I think it's the, almost like they, 
They but, edited it out of order. They should have Yeah, changed. there was a couple things where I was happy with his editing, assuming the director was involved in that heavily, which I assume he was. But, uh, like, there were other parts that were really cool. Like, uh, Italy was very... It was shot beautifully and that sort of stuff. And then India, when she first got to India, it's, like, all quick scenes, quick cuts and stuff, and shows you the busyness of India, blah, 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 and how kind of put off by that she was yeah exactly and how put off she was by that to begin with and how you know unsettled she was and that was good but there are other parts of it that struggled i thought and then i think it's uh jeff's boy james franco which you mentioned before like i uh any any work james franco is doing is uh i'm a fan of i'm a fan of keep it up and it's another james it's like your namesake it's your names you're his namesake yeah Yeah. i'm not a big fan of his actually Really? Yeah. Well, interesting. We'll have to talk about that some other time. Some other podcast. Um, I have a special treat for everybody. I didn't see Yay, Pray, Love. I saw probably the exact opposite. Can we agree on yeah, that? Probably. that's probably I, true. <laughs> um, I saw The Expendables, which we, we talked about a little bit before. I sort of uh, foreshadowed I was going to go see it. And I have some things to say about it. But before I do that, uh, we have uh, – obviously a website we've talked about before, gungapit.com, and there were some comments about the movie. And big fan of the show, friend of the show, personal friend, Joshua, put his own comments out there. And I actually was so moved by him, I would like to read him to you guys. And I I think you're going to like this. Uh, Very fantastic. So here we go. These are Joshua's words uh, from gungapit.com. I'm going to start sort of like in the middle. This was my favorite movie of the year by far. I love Kick-Ass. Iron Man 2 was fantastic. Toy Story 3 was one of the most heartwarming films I've ever seen. And yet, I feel like Expendables was a movie made specially for me. Some people here have comic book movies. Some have horror films. Some have Coen Brother movies. And some have Almost Famous. James, I want yeah, to say that. Yeah, that was at me. That was at me. Uh, this movie was made for me. It was made for all the kids who grew up in the 80s and loved movies with huge explosions, no plot, and egregious. I think I meant egregious. Oh, egregious. Okay. All right. Egregious overacting. I can't read. People can have their thinking movies like Inception, which I liked, and their fantastic mob movies like Untouchables, The Godfather, and Goodfellas. This was my movie. It will win no Oscars, no Golden Globes, and will probably be panned by most bitch critics who only place cinematic importance on things like superb acting and thought-provoking plot. (laughs) You can have your Academy-worthy cinema. You can have your James Cameron masterpieces. Kiss my ass. I love this movie like it was a piece of me. And, yes, I'm probably a little tipsy from imbibing a few adult beverages. Mock this movie all you want. Bathe in the shameless of its shoot 'em up style and arrogant macho dialogue. I don't care. This movie was made for me, and I loved every second of it, even if Dolph Lundgren's dialogue was almost unintelligible. This was my brass ring, and none of you can take it away from me. Two thumbs up, and I think you need to change my. Sh- I think I need to change my shorts. Hope you enjoyed a fraction of the amount I did, because I couldn't possibly comprehend a world in which anyone else could appreciate this film as much as I could. So sue me. I don't know. I love that's end yeah. quote. I guess. Uh, love it. I don't know why the so sue me is at the very end, but I like. I'm pretty much on board with this. Uh, there, I love. There are I fully terrible- endorse that sentiment. Right, I do. Um. And I'll probably enjoy the post more than I'll enjoy the movie. Right. Well, <laughs> we can go out. We like we went out for a drunken feature. Had a group of us. It was a great time. Jim didn't end up making it, but I'm sure we can go out for another one. I would be glad to be there. Uh, but yeah, it's there are a few movies like I've been. Uh, my 
roommate who we will not bring up, we will not mention his name, uh, calls me a movie snob sometimes, but there are some terrible movies that I love. And when I say terrible, I just mean action packed, thoughtless, just, you know, shoot them up, give me some really quirky dialogue, really just staple dialogue might even be the way to say it. And I'll be happy. Um, off the top of my head, you know, Commando, Demolition Man, like stupid, just macho movies that have no no reason beyond maybe saving the girl and killing That's the bad right. guy. They just need to be um, fun. Sometimes you just right, need fun. Right. And this is one of them. Uh, and this is what it, this is what it was banking on. This is this is the exact movie that Stallone wanted to make and that they were pitching it to. And that's why it's number one and number two. I think a lot of people wanted something that was just summer movie written all over the title and, you know, go in and forget about it two hours later. And uh, I, I think I think it pulled exactly that off. Uh, Stallone being uh, writing the screenplay slash directing slash starring in it. Uh, a lot of big names, if you're not familiar with it. Stallone, Statham, Jet Li, Dolph Lundgren. Uh, I always forget how to pronounce his name, but Randy Kuchar. Kucher, Steve Austin, David Zayas, tons of people. Um, Eric Roberts is the bad guy. Everyone loves Mickey Eric Roberts. Rourke. Yeah, Mickey Rourke. Uh, Mickey Rourke is like a – he ends up being – like Bruce Willis, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mickey Rourke, they end up being in it just a little bit. Gotcha. Uh, Mickey Rourke more so than the others. Um, but, yeah, Bruce Willis and Arnold Schwarzenegger are probably in it for a minute and a half. So if you're waiting to see them, uh, you pretty much saw them all in the previews. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the story being just – Oh, God, it's so great. I sort of just want to talk about the quotes because there's a couple quotes in it. But um, I should mention Steve Austin and Eric Roberts are the bad guys. They're um, – I think Eric Roberts was supposed to be ex-CIA and I don't even remember if it was uh, – God, it's not Cuba, but it's just some South American country. And I know Cuba is not exactly South America. Um, some South American country they go to try to overthrow a dictator – and Eric Roberts and Steve Austin are like Steve Austin is his henchman and Eric Roberts is like the head ex CIA bad guy. And of course, you know, it's them assaulting a fortress and just montage after montage and just action scene. And it was, I don't know. It was everything you expected. I would probably uh, like Jim, if you want to go see it, see it again. Oh, I should mention Terry Cruz is in it too. Another big name. There were a couple things, <laughs> a couple things I'll point out. Funny quotes, first off. Dolph Lundgren is part of the squad, and spoiler alert, he ends up actually, like, defecting a little bit. And there's a part where he's, like, stepping on a guy's head and then yells, like, insect in the Dolph Lundgren just rough dialogue. <laughs> it's my favorite quote from the movie, just insect. Uh, gotta see it if you if you love Dolph Lundgren. I'm, Second I'm pretty favorite. sure he's locked to play Grimlock if they ever get that far with the Transformers. That would be great. I'm sure they will. Um, second, Sly Stallone goes in, saves the girl. Girl was being interrogated, pretty much half conscious, like wakes up to him saving her and says something like, how are you here? And Stallone says, I just am. And it was just tear, not a, not a dry eye in the crowd. It was awesome. <laughs> it was so great. Um Man, Jason Statham fans, you won't be disappointed. There's some really funny parts with him in it. And uh, the the one other one thing I want to mention, there's a montage. Uh, all the heroes running through the evil fortress and just dropping like C4 or TNT or something. Like pretty much like running around sticking C4 to walls. And there has to be about a minute and a half montage with music, like heroic music of them just going around sticking C4 to things. 
Literally, minute and a half. Just <laughs> running down, you know, <laughs> explosive, explosive, explosive. <laughs> and it's just, I I was laughing really hard doing the movie, but that part, like, that will get me every time I see it. It was fantastic. And, uh, yeah, um, nothing hard to think about when you go in to see this movie. It's exactly what the previews tell you or it's going to be. A um, couple things the, I want to bring up. Yeah, go ahead. First go ahead. one being... I love the character names in this movie. I'm looking at the list yeah. right now, and it's like the the junior varsity team for GI Joe. It's it is Lee Christmas, <laughs> Ying Yang, Gunner, Toll Road, Pain, yeah. Pale Caesar, and Tool. That's yeah. just a great <laughs> character list, especially Toll Road. Toll Road's awesome. Oh uh, man, yeah, it's it's solid. There there were man, I gotta mention. No, it's too much of a spoiler. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. So, um, big question. Who's the biggest badass in the movie? That's tough. Okay. You know what? I might throw it between Mickey Rourke and uh, Jason Satham. Yeah. Because, uh, like, Mickey Rourke doesn't go out with them on the main mission. He's sort of like the guy at base kind of thing. Okay. And... Uh, he owns his own tattoo parlor, which is cool. You know, that's completely fucking awesome. And he's into motorcycles. But he's like a knife guy, and so is Jason Statham. So there's sort of like a head-to-head who's better with knives between those two. Okay. And, you know, killing people with knives is ultimately cooler yeah. than when killing people with guns. Yeah. Um, even though Terry Crews has a sweet-ass gun during the movie, by the way. Heads up for that. Um, but, like, Mickey Rourke, he's – I think he's like the philosophical warrior, you know? Like, he – uh. He brings up some pretty deep questions during the movie, and that makes him an ultimate badass, Jim. That's what that's what you need to be the ultimate warrior. And Mickey Rourke, even though I, he wasn't I'm pretty in pretty sure long, Entertainment Weekly agreed with you on that, by the way. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's for the same reasoning, though, I don't think. Well, it's, I'm not surprised. They listen to our show all the time and steal our ideas, this but I, I, I'm, not, I'm not shocked. And, uh, so yeah. did, did the movie take itself seriously, or were there a lot of tongue-in-cheek moments? I, I remember having. This. I cannot. I cannot imagine them making this movie without it being tongue in cheek. Like, there's a part. Um, anytime there was anything but serious, like anything that wasn't serious violence. For instance, Jason Statham has a side um, side plot where he's dating a girl that's sort of, you know, on and off with him, and then dates another guy that gets abusive with her. Okay. So he approaches him, beats him all up, and then like they're at the time they're playing basketball, so he like cuts the back basketball in half and makes like, you know, next time it'll be your real balls. And like, there's comments like that every three minutes. So yeah, all tongue in cheek, I would say. Um, or at least hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Um, I don't know. That's tough. Stallone. Stallone. I don't know. Maybe it was just, you know, they Stallone hat loves his one-liners. So maybe it was just Stallone putting those one-liners in and then everything else is supposed to be, you know, he, I don't think he meant anyone to be there wondering if they were going to save the girl or not. Like the, everything, everything was half explosives, half one-liners, half pig, half man, half bear. But I, I, I really think it, um, he knew exactly what he was doing and did it consciously. Um, excuse me. But yeah. And, uh, actually I was surprised Jet Li had so much time in it. I wanted to bring up Jet Li a little bit. I thought, he was going to be sort of take the Bruce Willis slash Arnold Schwarzenegger way out. Like I thought he was going to be in just for a cameo, but he is part of the crew. So you actually see a lot of him, not as much 
martial arts going on during the movie as you'd expect, but there's, there's a lot of fighting and a lot of explosives. So whatever. Um, yeah. Any other questions? Any other questions from the peanut gallery? No. Yes. No, that's all I had. Yeah. Um, just barely holding back the seal approval for, for this movie, but uh, go see it. You won't be, you won't be, uh, you won't be surprised and you won't be like, (laughs) Oh man. Anyhow, uh, that does it for my review. I guess we should, uh, get moving on to, uh, the Parker Posey, Play along. Um, before we go to that, I actually saw another oh. movie I wanted to talk about real quick. Oh, okay, go, go. Um, continue, continue. Sorry. Emphasize the real quick part. Um, <laughs> I ended up seeing a Hot Tub Time Machine, which was also released earlier this year, uh, starring John Cusack, Craig Robinson, uh, Rob Corddry, and uh, Clark Duke was also along for the ride. Um, <laughs> basically, it starts off uh, Corddry or. Uh, yeah, I think it's Cordry. That's how you pronounce it, right? Rob Cordry. He's kind of an asshole type guy. He does this accidental suicide scene where he pulls up into his garage. He's jamming to some song, closes the garage, and he's gunning his engine and pretty much takes in too much smoke. And people think he tried to kill himself. So his two buddies, Robinson and Cusack, decide, okay, we need to you know help this guy lighten up, and we're gonna go to our old stomping grounds from high school, the uh, the old Park City style ski town that we went to back in the day. And they go there, they take Cusacks, I think it's supposed to be his nephew or something, Clark, played by Clark Duke, he's kind of like the Uber Yeah, Jacob. Yeah. Um, They go there, it's a shithole. Just total dump. They get in there, everything's crap. Um, It does have a hot tub that's working, and this magical ingredient that Rob Cordry brought along was the Russian version of Red Bull that has some, like, Ingredient that's you know not approved by FDA. They spill it into the guana, hopefully. Go ahead, <laughs> but they spill it into the uh, no. It's like Chernobyl. It's some kind of play on words with Chernobyl. But nice. anyway, they, he spills it into the controls on accident, and it turns into the hot tub time machine. And they go back to like 1986, and they all remember all their movies. So they're like, okay, we can't fuck things up. You know, we have to do everything like we did back then because it turns out they're there while on a trip they've already experienced. So they're themselves. When, awesome. they look, when they look in the mirror, they see their high school versions of themselves, and that's how they're perceived by other people, except for... Oh, okay, so they're not copies of themselves. There aren't extra correct, of themselves. Correct, correct. They've taken them their places, yep. Okay. Except for Clark Duke, who is just kind of there, and he kind of fades in and out kind of like... Michael J. Fox's brothers from Back to the Future. He's he's on the fritz. You don't know if he's going to make it or not. Um, so anyway, they decide, okay, we have to go through this day again or these series of days and not change anything because we have to you know, make sure we all get back to things. Meanwhile, weird spiritual guru, hot tub mechanic, um, uh, Chevy Chase is working on fixing the time machine so they can get back to their old time. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's all fucked up. God, that is great. <laughs> yeah. Um, turns out that day has got a lot of, you know, defining moments for their lives that they need to redo. One guy performed in front of an audience with his music group. Uh, the other guy had a big breakup with his girlfriend. The other guy gets his ass beat by the... Uh, you know, the preppy bully guy that's in every 80s movie. Um, there's a ton of gags in this movie. Um, some are 80s related. Some are just plain old raunchy. Um, some of them are pretty funny, but most of them are pretty shitty. <laughs> They're just not Aww. good. Um, I sort of wanted to see this. I was sort of pumped for it. It's, sad. <laughs> it's got its moments, but I'll, I don't know. It just didn't hit me right. Um, 
I'm borderline probably not watching it again. I'm on the edge right there. The big highlight, though, was me and the friend that I was watching it with. Um, we were I was talking about 80s movies, and during the movie, I'm just like, it'd be awesome if they brought back some of the stereotypical 80s actors who played assholes back in the day, like Billy Zabka from Karate Kid. He turns up in no the movie. No way! He turns up in the that movie is... like a half an hour later. I'm like, yes! That is awesome. yes! So that was the highlight of the entire movie. But yeah, it's. I was surprised with how raunchy they got with some of the scenes, but uh, yeah, not a not a great movie. I, I probably won't see it again, but yeah. It, it, That's sad. If you're totally bored, it might be worth a try, but other than that, I wouldn't give it much thought. I was just reading. I don't remember where it was. I was reading about Crispin Glover, and I can't believe he's in this movie too. He's yes. been all over the fucking board. Yeah, Crispin Glover, Alice in Wonderland new, too. Yeah, he might be my new hero. Um, yeah, I guess it's sort of like, why is who does John Cusack know to get in this movie? Because like he's not. He was in just 2012. Like I don't know if yeah. he's just picking just for shits or what. But there, he obviously, and he makes he, a direct reference to how he hates the 80s, kind of <laughs> tongue in cheek. Okay, yes, I know I was in ton of 80s shit, and that was mildly amusing. And some of the funny gags were kind of used in the preview too, so that kind of wasted stuff. But like, there's a running gag in the whole movie with Chris and Glover because when they show up at the shithole place, he's got one arm, but when they go back in time, he's got both arms. So they're always waiting for him to That's lose the arm. And there's, he's gonna lose and his arm. there's certain situations all the time that. They all like start and they're excited to see it, and then nothing happens. Uh, <laughs> and that's mildly What's amusing. What's funny is, like, yeah, hearing that it sounds pretty funny. Yeah, that's mildly like, amusing. Well, but oh, here it is. He's gonna lose his arm. And, and I did see this movie with my parents and my parents' friends, so maybe that made me. Yeah, I was gonna say, Jim, maybe you were missing the magic ingredient called alcohol. Yeah, so. yeah. I, it, it, alcohol will help this movie a lot. So. <laughs> So maybe the parents made it a little uncomfortable also. I don't know. So anyway, take that for what it's worth. Awesome. Um, yeah, uh, we'll leave it there. I want to move on to the Parker Posey play along. Last feature of the show. Fantastic feature of the show. And uh, probably the most special. Most special in my heart. Right here. Right here, people. Uh, last Parker Posey, which was two weeks ago, was brought to you by James. And the question was, what four faces would you put on America's – I guess America's film, or sorry, America's Mount Rushmore of cinema, I guess would be the way of saying it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I guess, James, it's been a while, but do you uh, have any any uh, stick-out answers? Uh, I am glad I got as much response as I as it did. I had that in my back pocket for a while. Didn't have my answer, so I never used it. Finally bit the bullet and came up with it. Um, my favorite answer that I didn't come up with was Walt Disney. It's such a for sure has I to be out about there. It. And I didn't I even about think about it. Yeah, I'd never thought about it. Like, Jeff brought up a couple people that I had thought about and considered, like Bill Murray and Paul Newman. But, yeah, Walt Disney is one that I just said, oh, that's a no-brainer. Why wasn't that part of my choices? You didn't think about Val Kilmer? Didn't think about Val No, Kummer. no, I did not. Flowing locks, like I did. That's <laughs> Flowing locks is a, is a good visual. Right. Um, yeah, the Parker Posey play-along question we bring up every week. Answer it live with all the other pe- all the other people on show, and then you guys can answer it on the boards. I have the next one, and this one I've been wa- I've thought about using it for a while. I didn't want to pull it out, but now that it's Jim and I, it's going to get a little personal. And uh, everyone, I'm sure there are some people at, at Gunga Pit and on the boards and at Facebook that can also answer this. Please play along. But this one definitely has a gym tone to it. So I'm kind prepare, of excited. prepare yourself, Jim. You're not. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how excited you are. Um, 
Anyhow, here we go. I'm, I, I figured this question I'd lay a, a gauntlet in front of uh, in front of you, James. Get prepared. Question is very specific. Fair. If you haven't, it's a one movie question, pretty much. What did you hate the most about Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark? Hmm. Well, for people that don't know, I think out of all the Parker Posey's, Raiders of the Lost Ark has been the number one answer most used and mainly used by Jim. Is that correct, Jim? Can we, can we, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it probably is. <laughs> and that should lead you to my answer, but we'll continue. It's okay. All right. Interesting. Okay. We'll, we'll get to it. Um, I have an answer and, I guess if you haven't seen Raiders of the Last Ark, you might as well just, you know, turn off your turn off the podcast because I'm gonna start talking about it and it won't make any sense. Yeah, to for you. those of you who don't know, this is my favorite movie, which is why Yeah, it's favorite movie of all time. Me. Yeah, yeah. It's uh and I I guess yeah, favorite movies, that's a that's another situation altogether. But how much what's your next favorite movie? Do you know that too? Um that's tough. It's probably Ghostbusters. Now I guess the reason I ask is because I want to know how much more favorite is this movie than Ghostbusters. There, there's like, quite it, a gap. There's quite a gap. Okay. That's what I want to know. All right. All right. So we're, we're setting it up here. Raiders of the Last Ark is a very, very important movie yeah, for Jim. I've seen it ten times in the theater. <sighs> Jesus. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I love this movie, too. I really like it. Great movie. And I just don't love it as much as Jim. But I, I love it. This is a great movie. And I put it on my... I don't know. I hate lists. Everyone knows that, but I'll put it. I'll put it in my top fifty safely. Put it in my top fifty. Um, but the wh- what bothers me is the ending. You've got like, like the Nazis pop open the ark. Crazy cool. I don't even know if it seventies, eighties special, eighties, eighties special effects pop out and start killing <laughs> yeah, everybody. And uh, all Ford and Alan have to do is close their eyes and they're fine. Like that's it. The, like there's you know biblical pain happening outside and all of you do is close their eyes i i don't know i don't understand that come on people like that there needs to be something better in terms of an ending like i the effects are amazing but there's got to be a better way for them to escape their doom than closing their eyes like he couldn't have like you know i don't know a utility belt and pop off pop off those pop those ropes off and just escape or something um i don't know that part doesn't really bother me too much i always just interpret it as the the contents aren't meant to be looked upon. If we don't want to look at it, then we're not pissing anyone off, any higher beings. I think okay, that, well, that, that's the way I interpret it. And how do you interpret the three seconds later their ropes are undone? Uh, how about that, Jim? A little nod from the big guy. Like, <laughs> good job, guys. Here you go. The ropes are undone. Oh, that's great. That's great. Somehow, you, somehow you'll get back to America with this. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I was sort of grass, I was sort of grasping at straws to get a bad thing out of Raiders of the Last Ark. I really want to hear you answer it, but I do. I must admit, I, I really think they could have had a more like. I think everybody should have died like that. That was epic. But I think we should have some kind of cool escape for Ford. He could have. They could have figured something out. Uh, anyhow, Jim, I'm dying to hear your answer. It better be good because I, I want to. I want a decent answer for it, you. It's not going to be surprising. You've heard it before. Really? Yeah. Okay. I remember hearing it. 
Um, but uh, in fact, I used it as a Parker Posey answer. But before I get to that, I do want to mention one other thing that kind of bugged me, and it's it's not a big thing. It's just a little one. It's during the big fight scene in Cairo, uh, and I know there's a little bit of humor at play there with Karen Allen wheeling the frying pan, hitting people over the head. But uh, there's one scene where Indy, st- you know, grabs someone's sword, stabs one of the uh, attackers, and through that he stabs some fruit and it ends up on the other side of his sword, and then he pulls it free. And for the life of me, I couldn't remember that ever, like, during the movies that, you know, when I saw them in the theater. But seeing it on video and DVD hundreds of times since then, I've noticed it. And it really bugs me. It's just a little too cutesy for me, that sort of thing. But uh, my answer, and I'm happy that Greg has given me another chance to, you know, use a Parker Posey answer with Raiders Lost Ark, even though... Right, right. right. uh, This is number seven or something. But it'll be interesting because I'm using this one again for the specific part, and it's the digging scene. And it came up in the pet peeve Parker Posey a long time ago. Um, One of my pet peeves in movies is the way people or some directors will edit a digging scene, whereas instead of them digging for hours, they, you know, cut to them uncovering the thing. But the way they edited this scene... Um, they show him digging and then they discover a surface, but he walks directly over to the surface and brushes it off like they had been digging evenly across the entire slab of rock. <laughs> and just the way they edit it has always bugged me just a little bit. So all <laughs> he has to do is wipe off the top of it and, okay, yep, there is something here. It's like, no shit, there's something here. You've been digging the entire thing up and happen to, you know, Dig it up all evenly. Yeah, that always kind of, and it's not a big thing. It's just a little right, pet peeve. right. That is the smallest. It's thing the of smallest all time. thing of all time. I agree, and it's just a little pet peeve, and that's why I used it for the answer then. And yeah, that's just that's it. I I'm in love with the movie. Those two things might be the only two things I don't like about it. Um, yeah, that's I can't think of anything it. else I don't okay. like about the movie. <laughs> um, about the digging thing. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make sense that the whole thing's even when they dug through it. Yeah. But I will point out, there's definitely, like, I wouldn't call it a montage, but definitely a passive time of them singing and, like, the Oh, yeah, there's passive time for the digging part. And they're but, digging, yeah. But for like, the part where he calls over to him walking over, and then he brushes it all off, like he's right. like they're just discovering it for the first time is the part that bugs me. <laughs> and, it, like I said, it's very minuscule, but, yeah, it's a little pet peeve. It's just like I'd rather them just be prying it open instead of like this discovery of the slab, even though you know they should know it's there. Which which must be why like if that's the the two problems you have. That must be why it's your favorite yeah, movie. Yeah, I, I'm sense. literally thinking about a third, and I'm having a hard time. So we're we're getting really specific here, people. We want to know, or I want to know. What you well, mainly what do what people you, not like yeah, about what Raiders do you Lost not Ark? like about Indiana Jones and the Raiders of Lost Ark? Maybe we can turn Jim into a non-believer. Maybe that's what we can do. That might be our goal here. Um, the question will be at gungupa.com and at or the entire post Ark. could just piss me off. So we'll see. Yeah, well, we're trying to <laughs> piss Jim off here. Well, let's try to let's try to un- shake him shake him up a little bit. But yeah, uh, the question will be on the boards. Uh, not a bad answer, Jim. Joshua, I know you have my back. <laughs> is it his favorite? I too? believe it is. Oh. oh man, you guys are just brainwashed. <laughs> I just, you can tell just by the way you said Indy. Like, oh, when Indy's running through Cairo, like, I can see the smile on your face. Do <laughs> um, the music's yeah. going through my head. Do, 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 do. Hopefully, do, 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 do. <laughs> hopefully uh, Jeff makes it back for next week. We'll see if he found his uh, his spirit guide by then. 
Uh, James, thank you so much per usual for the input. Yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed it and uh, everyone drive safe and just not here. <laughs> Take care, all. The Elizabeth Shoes, all that movie hour. See you later. Good evening, all, and welcome to our beloved show, The Elizabeth Shoes. Wow, that is hard to say. Yeah. Shoes it's going to read that. weird, too. Yeah. People look yeah. at it online. The Elizabeth Shoes, all that movie hour. That's, that's tough, right? Maybe it should be able to do Elizabeth Shoes. Oh, God, it might be hour. Elizabeth Shoes, all that movie hour. Elizabeth Shoes, all that. Okay. The Elizabeth Shoes All That Movie Hour. <laughs> it doesn't sound right because it makes it sound like it should be She's All That. Elizabeth Shoes All That yeah. Movie Hour. Yeah. Elizabeth Shoes All That Movie Hour. I can say it. I can say it. Right. It's going to sound weird. <laughs> you sound weird. But for... <laughs> But before I get to that, I want to do, or I do want to, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Not easy, is it? No. <laughs>